Welcome to the official Ronnie Landis Podcast Show, where you learn to upgrade the human experience through natural nutrition, lifestyle design, and consciousness engineering. This is no ordinary health or personal growth podcast, and Ronnie Landis is definitely no ordinary host. Ronnie Landis is an integrative nutritionist, transformation coach, and human behavioral specialist. He brings on some of the world's leading thought leaders to deliver to you the most cutting-edge information and unique perspectives so you can create the life of your dreams. Get ready to receive your upgrade in all you believed was possible, starting now. Welcome to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis Show, and I am your host, Ronnie Landis. Before we dive headfirst in today's groundbreaking and perspective-altering episode, I want to share a 60-second audio with you explaining my digital holistic nutrition certification program, the Holistic Health Mastery Program. This is a brand new recording, and I'm really excited to share it with you, so indulge me for 60 seconds and enjoy. Welcome to Holistic Health Mastery, the master's class of natural nutrition. This unique online certification program offers unparalleled wisdom on health, living foods, detoxification, longevity, and personal empowerment. Access a curriculum designed to offer far beyond the traditional teachings of nutrition, merging ancient wisdom with cutting-edge science, all delivered through an easy-to-use platform. Study each lesson at the comfort of your own home, on any device. Access over 70 video lessons and start from anywhere in the program. You are in control of the pace, where even a daily 20-30 to 30 minute investment is enough to complete the course within six months. Once you're ready, take the quiz and you're on your way to be certified as a holistic health master. In addition, you'll have access to extra features, such as monthly student support calls and an online community of students and masterminds actively discussing and sharing insights to support your education. It's time to invest in yourself and in future generations to come. Join the new leaders of natural nutrition and become a significant part of building a new paradigm in health and consciousness. So there you have it. That is the Holistic Health Mastery Program, and I'm so excited to continue to share this amazing opportunity with people all over the world. We have over 200 plus students from all over the world, and it's constantly growing. The feedback that I get on this is just really amazing, beyond my original expectations. So if you want to find out more information about this, you want to get in more details, you want to review the curriculum, or you're just ready to enroll right now, go to holistichealthmastery.com. And if you enter in the coupon code R-O-N-L-E-E, that's Ron Lee, you're going to get 10% off your enrollment fee, which can be pretty significant depending on which plan you choose for yourself. Again, that link is holistichealthmastery.com. Use the coupon code Ron Lee. And now onward with today's show. And today's show is taking a very interesting turn in the topic matter where we're going to start to discuss one of my favorite topics that has been under the radar for a lot of people in the personal development, the human potential, and even very much in the health and holistic health fields, which is human design. This is something that I've been studying for a few years, getting dabbling into it on and off, and then getting a lot more into it 
as I became aware of how powerful and how interestingly accurate these human design readings or investigations tend to be across the board. And I won't go into the ins and outs of what human design is or any of those details, basically because the guest that I have on today does that for us, which is why we had him on in the first place, was to explain to all of us what exactly is human design, how does it work, what do people need to know about it. One thing I will say, though, as a brushstroke of the philosophy or principles of human design is that it's not something to be taken dogmatically. It's not like a cult or or something to just raise your banner flag with and just say, oh, human design says this. That means it is this all the time. Nothing really works like that. People that follow my work know that I walk the middle path. I don't get into extremes. Everything has meaning. Everything has validity. And there's no black and white in the cosmos. There's no one way of doing anything. Everything is subject to variabilities and um, many different variables that exist. Uh, one thing, though, I will say about human design and the philosophy of it is, though, is that it's a scientific and loosely esoteric approach to making your life far more effective and far more efficient. It's about increasing the probability rate of getting the right timing in all the different things that we endeavor in our lives, whether that's business and entrepreneurship, whether that is romantic or otherwise in our relationships, that's our own personal destiny, our goals, Whatever it is in our life, there is a principle of timing involved. And so human design helps us excavate ourselves or extract ourselves from the rigors of the Western analytical mechanistic mind, which is more focused on analytical data and formulas, having more of a formulaic approach to life where we have seven steps to success or 11 steps to vitality and health or any of these other things, but it's not really intrinsic to us, right? There's that principle of timing that always shows up is that you can have the perfect plan to life, but if you're implementing the plan under the wrong timing, things just won't work to the degree that you are seeking them to work or that they can work. So essentially, human design in a way is making our life a lot easier and a lot less stressful, and in that way, allows us to be a lot more healthy, happy, and fulfilled. And there's no better person that I can think of right now than to take that journey with than Christopher Powers. So get ready, buckle your seats, put on your thinking caps, and get ready for a ride. Christopher J. Power is a consultant to high-profile clients, helping them to live a cutting-edge lifestyle. He knows that even if your life is good, you still need to build a process to optimize the quality of your lifestyle and work. Christopher is a trendsetter and always looks forward, never backwards. He is constantly developing imaginative yet highly practical ways to take your experience of life to that next level. Christopher looks to your behavior to creatively enhance your life in ways that you never, you never have been done before. This enables your life and lifestyle to become 
the one you were designed to live. From there, he looks at your daily life and constantly tweaks the way you live in new ways to achieve better results. It's a great pleasure to have you on. Wow. I, I think I wrote that in part, but that was fantastic, Ronnie. Thank you. And yeah, I am. That That's true. It's probably the most um, direct, uh, no BS introduction and bio that I've ever had. So thank you. And it's a pleasure to be with you. Absolutely. As, I, as we were saying, I have such a strong connection with Hawaii. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that, I mean, that, that was an incredible little snippet of a conversation that we just had getting to know each other. Um, and obviously, for everyone that's listened to my podcast, you know that I've been on Kauai for the last almost 12 months. And what an incredible, like energetic platform for consciousness and just an amazing island. The whole Polynesian triangle is amazing. And as you were telling me that you have an ancestral spiritual connection here. And, um, you know, I want to say before we jump in, Christopher, I have been watching your videos on YouTube for the last year, maybe the last 13 or 14 months. And, um, you know, I got really into human design, which is a huge part about what we're going to talk about. But I really got into it, I want to say like two years ago when I was living in Sedona. And it was just kind of dropped on my lap, as I imagine it is for a lot of people. And wow, what a deal this was. <laughs> you know, it, it's, um, I'm going to save, I'm going to save kind of what I want to say for some of the questions I'm going to ask you, but geez, what an amazing discovery this was in my life. And then I came across your videos and wow, what incredible videos and, and education you have on this topic and just other topics related to optimizing our life. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoy them. I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure doing them and I, I keep just pumping them out because it's such a joy and so fulfilling and so satisfying for me to do, you know. So, you know, YouTube's given me an outlet to reach the world wherever I happen to be living. Mm, yeah. You know, that's part of the beauty of the times we live in. Mm, you know, um, I think that's actually what you just said about you know, YouTube giving you an outlet and social media giving people really viable outlets to reach anybody anywhere on this globe. That's going to be something I think is going to be interesting. Maybe it'll come up in our discussion on human design where where people kind of get a glimpse of how they can use their specific profile or their specific design to optimize what they want to share in the world. I think that's going to be an interesting kind of perspective but before we get into that let's just jump in to this like how did you first get interested in human design and what kind of like benefits did it bestow upon your life when you got into it well i've been involved with i'm 67 years old now and in really good condition which is a real blessing and but i put a lot of work into it into it over decades and I've been interested in health and consciousness for well over 40 years, probably close to 50 years in my life. Um, and I've, you know, I was one of the original hippies in Australia. Um, I, if any of you can remember back that far, and I was involved, been meditating for over 40 years, and I've attended a lot of courses, seminars, stuff, studied stuff, 
from the best of the best in the world for over that 40 years. And in when I was 33, I was trained in science at school and got an honours degree in geology and geophysics and then went into an ashram for seven years in Australia and really got into meditation and, uh, you know, spiritual growth or growing as a person and then got involved with various people like Robert Kiyosaki, a little bit of Tony Robbins, a little bit of this and that. But I've, I've seen not at all. I definitely haven't seen at all, but I've seen a lot of the best of the best and some of the others as well. I've worked in businesses and in 33, I came across numerology and in three months from knowing nothing, I reinvented the whole field and um, eventually in 2004 wrote the book on it. Mm. And I've been doing consultations with people for 30 years on that, on astrology and reinventing the Enneagram and um, working with um, one of the most prolific and consistent and reliable channels in the world I know called Lazarus for well over 30 years because that sort of information really worked for me. So, you know, at that stage when I discovered human design about eight and a half years ago, you'd think, well, I'd be one of those people who go, look, I already know all this, I know it all, I've been there, I've done that. And... Yeah, I'd done everything around, but human design, I was introduced to it by a friend in Los Angeles who I was staying with. And I lived for a couple of years in Los Angeles and started to study it there. And being the type of person I am with a business and intellectual and um, practical background, I started to get into all the information and there's a ton of it. And I, th I intuitively knew this is great, a bit like you, but I was more absorbed with the information for a year or two. And at that stage, I'd, move, I'd got a work visa to work in the United States. I was staying in Los Angeles. We created a brand new company making mattresses with crystal grids with a friend of mm. mine, a successful mattress maker for many years, and we had a great product, which people totally loved, but then life intervened. I was on my way to, you know, my advice had been, you know, the best place in the US would be somewhere like Colorado, and I had friends in Boulder, and that's where I was heading. That's where my mind had its vision set on. I'm going to live in Colorado. And this is going to be the best place in the world for me. And I'm going to move to America, which is the light of the world, da-da-da-da-da. And I love America, you know, despite all the stuff it's going through at the moment, you know. And I'm still very strongly connected to America and have a lot of clients based in Boulder of all places. However, life just shifted. And at the same time, I started moving more and more out of just studying the information to actually living my strategy and inner authority. Mm. And the world economic collapse happened, or, you know, well, not collapse, but big downturn, uh, crisis, and all of a sudden in a city where selling products like we had created would have been very lucrative a few years ago, 
all of a sudden people were holding on back, holding on to their money and everyone was pulling back. And even my business partner who'd been partner who had been successful for twenty years, he almost lost his business. And after a couple of years of doing this, I had to just pull back and go back to Australia. There was no point renewing my visa because he had a couple of years' work to uh, get his company up and going again, and he has, and it's on the internet now doing better than ever. So anyway, I went back to Australia and just basically lobbed in there with some people I knew for a couple of years and very little happened. But I was just living my strategy and inner authority and as it was for me, and it was very slow. And then one little, you know, one little thing after the other happened, so I always had the money I needed, but I never got past a certain point. And then what, I met someone, moved into their house. Now, this person smoked, and everybody in the house smoked, cigarettes and anything else you can think of. Not anything else, but other things. And I just went, I don't smoke anything. And, but it was right, so I went with it and they, you know, we worked around it so that I didn't have to breathe in smoke all the time. And all of a sudden my life took off and I was doing his design and other people's design, you know, doing consultations in it since pretty much the beginning of me doing human design. And if you're around someone like him, no matter what he appeared like, he was young, you were going to make money. He had a chart mm. a little simple on him. Like anyone who's around you, you're going, I mean, in your aura, you know, is you're going, they're going to have a real boost in sorting out whatever it takes to make money. That, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on for a second, Christopher. Okay, that was, I just want to touch on that for just a second if we can. Um, because sure. you, I just I gave sure you, so. yeah, I just gave you my information, um, to do my, to just kind of check into my chart for your own, um, your own entertainment purposes. And so I'm curious what you just said based on what you saw in my chart. Um, I think I know what you mean, but, Maybe you can kind of just pinpoint what exactly you mean. We don't have to do the whole reading here, but I'm just curious from the auric perspective because um, what a lot of people might not know about human design um, or what they will find out is that certain design types have a different auric expression. And when certain people come into that auric field, then it, it influences their field. Well, we come in we come in contact with each other and we it's obvious, you know, it's not right. like a brand new revelation. Right. We influence each other. The thing about human design is it describes very precisely and mechanically and clearly how unique we are as individuals and how we influence each other. Mm -hmm. And the other key to the whole thing is and these are the two big things, you know, the rise of individuality and the recognition of individuality. And the second thing is human design gives you a much more accurate and effective way of making decisions mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than making decisions with your mind. And it doesn't insist that you change. It just says experiment with both and use the one that works best. 
and that's exactly what was happening to me in Australia. Okay. I, I just gave up on trying to make it happen with my mind. I used my mind for my life, you know, but mm. not for making decisions. I see. Okay. You know, my mind is there to add value, but not to run my life. That's mm. the simplest way I can put it. Perfect. It's a brilliant add value mechanism, and it's a brilliant thing, but it's no good at running your physical life because it sees your physical life as a video game and doesn't have a vested interest in the outcome, nor does it have a real grip on what's really going on. <laughs> any, any more than someone who, you know, plays shoot-up games on a video and then doesn't know the difference between walking out in the street and just shooting people. It's kind of like science without spirituality or philosophy, in my view. Well, yeah, it's very science. It's very scientific. It's very mechanical. Mm -hmm. It's very practical and physical. And yet, you can't divorce anything from the true nature of spirituality. But it, it brings you spirituality. This is the biggest thing it did for me. It brought, brought my spirituality, which was extremely highly developed and has been, I've been working on it all my life and developing it, and it came naturally to me. But it brought it down to earth mm. so that I was able to bring my spirituality into my physical life and at the same time correct the way I was living my physical life so that it worked for me. I wasn't struggling with problems I was creating because of misunderstandings of who I am and my mind's lack of real expertise in working with the physical world. You know, it, it got me out of a lot of trouble. Mm. And I mean, one of them, just coming back, and then I will answer your question, sorry. Coming back, I went to Australia, and then a friend eventually invited me to Thailand for over five years, and I eventually went, uh-huh, and went, and I love it. Everything just went through the roof since I've been here. And I came for two years back and forward. And now, you know, I live here. And finally, I looked at my astrocartography, which is looking at locations in the world through astrology, and realized it had been there all the time. But exactly where I'm living, not just Thailand, but where in Thailand I'm living, is one of the most perfect places for me in the world, especially when I'm older to realize my full potential, much better than Boulder. And you, you, and so, okay. But I got mm -hmm. here, I didn't figure it out with my mind. I got here and then my mind figured out, oh, this is where I should have been all the time, or I could have been all the time. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, coming back to you, when someone comes into your aura, you have a particular channel in your human design chart. Now, if you don't know about human design or know what the charts are, this will sound, just trust me on this. If you do know about human design, you've got a channel 14.2 from the sacral centre up to the G centre. And it's an individual channel, but it's very much about gathering resources 14, and then using them in such a um, working out how you can best receive those resources. What's the most elegant way for you to actually bring those resources in? Mm. Not make them happen, 
open to receiving them. Mm. That's what this whole channel talk that which is gate two in the G center, and that gives you a clear movement in the right direction for all the resources that you bring to the table in your in your particular case. So you know, in other words, it's natural for you to have access to many many resources, right? Using a little bit of Thai English, mm-hmm. you know, many many. Resources, you know, yeah. you you can generate them. You literally do, and anyone who's around you feels that energy of generation. It's what really grounds you. Actually, grounds your whole personality in the world, and it shows up particularly in you as a sense of humility. But when you're humble, and I mean not like cowtowing, but when you see every new every day is different. Yeah, every every day's fresh, and you never assume just because this worked out a hundred times it's going to work again. No, you put the effort in, and <laughs> mm-hmm. if it didn't work a hundred times, you still put the effort in, knowing that hey, you never know. This time it can work. So the roll of the dice, not so much the roll of the dice. It's just like it's like acknowledging the reality is that every day is a different day. Just as the individual, every single human being is a unique individual. There has never been and never will be one like you. Mm -hmm. Every day is the same. There'll never be a day like this in history ever again. And so every day is a brand new opportunity. And you bring that in as a huge resource when you have that attitude with humility. This resource, and you've got other qualities that go in with it as well, because you've got a sense of of the ability to establish a really strong foundation. So whenever you want to find out how do we deal with today and how do we establish a strong foundation, you're the man to go to to generate the resources. That's uh, that's that's really interesting. I've never I've had a lot of people, um, a lot of really really powerful people in this subject matter, um, go through my design, um, but no one's ever given me that that kind of brushstroke perspective. And I think that's really relevant, especially as I dive deeper into my own entrepreneurial nature. Um, that's that's really fascinating. And so, you know, with with what you just shared, um, I'd love to bridge it for the audience so they can kind of get taken along with this, too. You know, in human design, there are four, I guess, energy profiles, you might call them. Can you give us like a basic rundown of these four energy types? OK, look, human design as a system. Now, let me tell you what human design really is. So you, if anyone who's listening, and including us, we can remind ourselves of what you're really getting into here. Human design is just is not another new age fad right. or even technique or even new age woo-woo science, right? Human des- or some old traditional thing as well, and I don't mean old and bad. It's not airy-fairy. No, not at all. Yeah. 
It's actually, I, I actually, I just have to say this before, before you continue. What I, what I really love about this modality is that literally every single person I've ever spoken to that's gotten a, a detailed reading, it's spookingly accurate. That's the term, oh. spookingly accurate. To and, me, it's not spooky. It's like if, I, if you said you came to me and you were a Porsche, <laughs> Uh, right or a Corvette, and I pulled out the manual on how a Corvette works or how a Porsche works, and I read it back to you, you would go, damn, that's really accurate. (laughs) It's spooky. How come this person knows so much about me? Well, I just read the manual. Well, I guess, I guess the human the human condition and the human experience is a little more, um, uh, how do you say, mysterious in nature than, than the mechanics of a car. So, Absolutely it is, mm-hmm. but you get the point. I totally, totally. And, and then when you're dealing with a human being who is so far so much more sophisticated, complex and intricate than a, than a vehicle, it takes experience, awareness, and uh, uh, part part skill and part art to Mm -hmm. really read the manual clearly and to give people clear information about themselves that isn't sort of just reading out of someone uh, something you learn from somebody else. Right. Now, Ra had the ability to do that. Ra was the founder of human design or the person who brought it into the world, um, which is a whole story in itself. But many people just have learned the facts and then they just read it back to you. Mm. I, I, was, I was lucky and or blessed or I created it that way, whichever way you want to take it, that I've done, I've, I've worked with science, I've worked with business, I've worked with health, I've worked with personal growth all my life and meditation, and consciousness, and doing readings for people for over 30 years before I started doing human design readings. And the one thing I I got from it, and I talked to someone who's an occasional mentor of mine who's been doing human design for, living their human design for over 21 years, and we both agreed that it's, it's very, very, very new, and it you know, we had this discussion. She said, well, it's not being taught really well. And I said, I agree. She said, yeah, well, someday we're going to have to really get it out there in a way that everyone can relate to it. And I just said to her, yeah, I think I'll do something about that. And that's what I'm in the process of doing now. It's, it's a major, major part of my legacy to the world. Mm. That human design is so profound. But, you know, it needs to be explained to people without with as little jargon and as much relatability as possible so that they can get it and apply it in their real lives. And for those who want to study all the technicalities, fantastic. But the reality of human design is you will not get it unless you personally live it and experience it because the thing that teaches you human design more than anything I can do in any course anybody else does is living your design. It's experience. Mm-hmm. It's experimenting with it. And that teaches you things that are specific to you and with nuances that 
when I've done when it's hap, as it's been happening to me, it's blown my mind because no course could have anticipated that. No course could have shown me exactly what I needed to know at that time in that place. And that's why I say human design isn't. Yeah, people say it's a system. It's that. It's a it's a mixture of ancient traditions and cutting edge science and genetics, which it is. But what it really is is a fundamental change in the way you live your life. Mm-hmm. You don't get that right up front. You won't have the information you need to make a clear decision of whether to get involved or not because you might not be ready for that or you might be. And I don't mean fundamental as all of a sudden you've got to shave your head and put on robes and you know, move to a mountaintop. <laughs> what, what really happens is you discover two things. One, that you are an utterly unique individual and so is everybody else. And which means the art of relating needs to develop in your life, relating to yourself without compromise and without aggression either and relating to other people and learning the skills of giving them the space to be themselves and learning the skills to demand it for yourself or to provide it for yourself. And the second thing is, is a fundamental change in the way you make decisions. Now, decisions are really crucial, especially to your practical life, because you can have a dream or a vision or anything, and you could have made a ton of choices in your life, but when you make a decision is when you decide to actually manifest it. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of making decisions with your strategy and inner authority according to your human design versus your mind is a great decision will tell you two things. Do you have the energy for this now? And is the timing right? And they're the two most important things. If you're going to do something in the physical world, you need to have the energy for it and the timing has to be right. The biggest failure of startup companies, the biggest cause of failure in startups is bad timing. The biggest cause of massive success is good timing. doesn't matter whether you've got a good product. It does matter that you've got a good product and you've got good staff and you've got backers and some money and whatever, but not as much as getting the timing right as to whether that startup will be a success. And my example in Los Angeles is a perfect example of that. Didn't have the energy and the timing was wrong. That You know what, um, Christopher, that right there might be the best place to pivot and move into because I really like the way that you've you've distilled this quote-unquote system or this, this philosophy, however we want to kind of think of it, um, into a very practical vehicle that we can ultimately use to become more effective. And and as you said, I like the way you're using the word timing um, and the timing of our decisions. And so I would love to kind of just keep that that train of thought. I'll I'll just, I'll let you off the leash and um, you can go with it. (laughs) Um, But I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to just put that in there because I really appreciate the the words that you're using those are those are um i don't know what that says about my design but i'm coming alive hearing the words decision and timing well see the wording and the way i present it 
has developed over eight and a half years of living my design and using my previous experience in life and my mind to present it in a way that really makes sense to people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, often this what's out there at the moment and the legacy that Ra left, which was phenomenal, is still presented unedited or – and you can't just edit stuff unless you're coming from real experience. So it's a tricky thing. And I understand why they just transcribed his talks or just put them out as is because it's very easy to change the meaning of things if you just get in there and try and dumb them down. Or ma- I'm, I don't want to dumb down human design, but I do want to make it relatable mm-hmm. to real people in the real world. And I've got a gift for that, and I'm using that. Plus, I, I have a partner. I've put together two major programs on it now which were put together according to my design, on human design. And I had a partner in that and we presented it together, all these programs together, called Daryl Reeves. He's a friend of mine here in Thailand but has a ton of experience in business, in real life. He was even a a major preacher at a church for 20 years early on in his life. So he knows a lot about business. He does a lot of negotiating in business around the world. He's a real down-to-earth practical manifesto guy. Mm. And working with him on putting these courses together, recording them, putting them on the internet, running them, all the whole thing, has um, forced me, not, well, it's encouraged me and, to, and forced me to really come up with clearer and clearer and clearer ways of presenting it which I love. That's why Daryl and I work together because, you know, we're great friends, but also he challenges me over and over again to make it practical and does a great job of doing it himself, you know, just coming up with simple metaphors that enable people to get it. And human design is so important in terms of really transforming how people can live their lives in the physical world and remove the struggle and the stress, which is fundamentally rooted in one of the primary causes of it, is making decisions with your mind, which seems, well, shouldn't you do that? My experience is, no, (laughs) liberate your mind, let it do what it loves to do, which is imagine, dream, vision, observe your reality, make comment on it, you know, um, measure it, um, come up with new possibilities, add value, but don't let it run your life. Mm. That's my experience, you know, because it's out of its depth. It's not part of the physical world. Your inner authority, which is what human design gives you, your strategy and inner authority, which is what human design offers, as an alternative, engages your body and its innate intelligence and your human design and the way you work mechanically in the physical world, all of which not only have a vested interest in you making great decisions, but they're physically a part of the physical world. They're engaged in the physical world. They're in touch. They're on the streets. They know what's going down. 
and they make great decisions. And the beautiful thing is that then frees your mind to soar, to explore other dimensions, to come up with new possibilities, you know, to dream and vision and all that good stuff I talked about without being encumbered with stressing out about how to run your life. Mm -hmm. by that. And then it can bring all these new possibilities to the table and your strategy and inner authority decides when you've got the energy and when the timing's right to implement those, if ever. But even if you don't, just having them there, having those ideals, those thoughts, those possibilities, gives you energy, inspires you. So it's this beautiful system that brings the missing piece, you know, living a truly spiritual or enlightened or just really wonderful if you're not into that sort of stuff and successful on in your terms human life in the real world knowing you're a spiritual being and if you don't after a while you will discover that it enables us to take all the unnecessary stress and struggle out of living our lives and there's so much unnecessary stress and struggle. You know, we need challenges, of course. You know, fear and pain have a place, but not at the levels we're experiencing them. Mm. It's just our role. It's, to, it's not helping anybody. You know, how much good has terror done in the world? <laughs> None. Mm -hmm. It's just creating a field of terror and fear and anger and people turning on each other and, you know... The root cause of it definitely needs to be addressed. But, you know, the thing itself, it's just out of control. Same thing with fear and stress. We don't need this. Pain, there's too much. Mm -hmm. Pain has a place, but there's too much. And human design, just very beautifully and organically, without rushing you, without having you need, needing you to follow the cult or follow the system or believe in the dogmas, you don't have to do any of that. You just live your strategy and inner authority and you can relax. Over time, your mind loosens up, lets go, and then your body is able to relax and enjoy your life. And then if you want to go deeper, human design offers you a lot more than that as well. Mm -hmm. But you do it according to your strategy and your inner authority. And all I can say is that after eight and a half years, my life is just awesome. And it was great eight and a half years ago. But there was so many, so much unnecessarily, unnecessary struggle and confusion, and you know, all my work, all my meditation, all my other stuff had got me to a place where I could cope with all that and even rise above it. But not where I just had such a great life. I'm wondering, my God, how good can this get? You know, how beautiful can a relationship truly become? Mm -hmm. How much more could I contribute to other people's lives with so less struggle? Yeah, YouTube. You know, <laughs> your design has made all that possible in my life, and I've done thousands of clients. And anyone who's lived their design can say, rough, pretty much in their own way, the same thing. It just it speaks for itself. I don't have to prove it. 
just get out there and test it, you know. And if you're into it and you've been into it for a while, go with strategy and inner authority. It's the key to everything, even deciding which bits of human design you want to get into at all or next. So, and then you can live a brilliant life, which is what each one of us is here to do. Sorry, mate. I, I really, I really love everything you just shared. And um, what I can anticipate everyone listening to this is probably thinking is they're probably thinking, wow, I really want to learn how to I want to learn more about human design. And the next thing is how do I implement this into my life? So I would love if you could just share maybe in brushstrokes or as, as far as you feel is necessary to explain um, the the different roles. Like everybody will ultimately will want to know um, what, what role, quote unquote, they fit into, like manifester, generator, uh, reflector, projector. Could you maybe kind of do some brushstrokes on those four ideas? Sure. sure, sure. Well, one of the first things you'll come across when you enter human design is a thing called type. And what that is, is giving you a clear idea of how you're designed to function in the world. Right? That's what it's about, how you function. Right? You've got a human form, but how, we all function differently, and there's four major groups. One, one group of people are meant to function as generators of energy. Okay, now there's two variants of that, which I'll come back to in a moment. They're there to generate energy. And what I mean by that is they don't just sit around and om all day and generate energy. They, put, they have a lot of physical energy, and during the day, they love to put it to work. Mm-hmm. They love to get out there and work consistently until they've used the energy up because they have a direct connection to the foot life force and they're generating life force in a very specific and unique way to each of them each one of you who's a generator is generating life force in a completely unique way it's not like all generators are the same except they're tapped into life force they have direct access to it and they're expressing a unique facet of life force and they need to use that energy up or it's, you know, it's like running a generator at a dam. If you don't tap the energy and draw it off, you know, to run the electrical systems in a city, that generator is just going to overheat. Uh-huh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So generators are there to generate energy and to put their energy into work and what Ra said technically is reproduction which is, you know, having babies and <laughs> sex and all that good stuff, right? Now, I also put in creativity. They need to put their energy into work, work, working, mm-hmm. working at something they love. That's the key because so many people, so many generators work at things they hate and it frustrates the hell out of them. <laughs> but you need to find something you work at that you love and be creative, whether that's creating love with another person, 
creating babies, creating a new business, creating art, up to you. You know, whatever, whatever it is that literally turns on your generator. Okay, so that's 70% of the population. It's the vast majority, well, it's a big majority of people. 70, 7 out of 10 people you know will probably be generators. They're kind of like the generators or the workforce of society as a whole, right? Yeah, they are. They're the, work, they're the workers. Mm -hmm. I'm a worker, you're a worker. Yeah. Now, there's two types. There's pure generators and manifesting generators, and I'll come back to them because they work in a different way. Okay. But just think of them as sources of energy, and they need to use that energy up and they bring a unique aspect of life force to the table. That's what each of us do. I'm a unique energy of, you know, life. I'm a unique expression of life force, and I love to do this work because I need to burn the energy up and go to bed when I'm, when I'm tired. Mm. I regenerate and I'm ready to go the next day. That's a, that's a generator's life. Now... There are three other types in the other 30%, and they function differently. There's manifestors. Manifestors are catalysts and initiators. They, they don't have a direct, specific connection to life force, but they do have one of three other drives motivating them, and that is... They've either got physical adrenaline, emotional drive and energy, or willpower driving them, and it gets to a point where it can express itself through them. It's got an outlet for one or th all three of those, you know, one, two or three of those energies comes out of the throat. And they, they take physical energy, emotional energy, willpower, and do something with it. And they're designed to just kick things off, get things started, do what they want to do because they want to do it. They're designed to have impact. Generators are designed to get work done and love it when they're doing the right work. Then there's projectors. Oh, by the way, manifestors are about 8% of the population, maybe 9 varies a bit, but 8 to 9% of the population. So they're a small group, and yet everyone in society is um, encouraged to act like a manifesto, whereas 92% of the population aren't designed to be that way. Hmm. Interesting. Hence, you only get elites at the top, or you used to, particularly in the past, and still do today. Now, thirdly, you've got projectors, they don't have one of these drives with an outlet to the throat, as they call it. They don't, they, you know, they're, they're wired up in many, many different ways. They don't have a direct, specific connection to life force. They absorb it from other people around them, just like manifestors absorb it from people around them. So it's more generalised, their life force. But projectors are here for other people. And they're brilliant at being guides and managers, giving guidance and managing. Now, the big problem is projectors and manifestors and the other group reflectors, which I'll talk about in a second, um, they absorb 
everybody's life force, their mind mistakes that for their life force, and then they act like generators. Mm. And they burn themselves out. Because they try, they not only do they act like generators, they try and be twice as good at it. <laughs> so they're real candidates for burnout. But when they're initiating things as a manifesto or guiding other people as a projector, they're awesome. And they don't have to figure out how to become this way. They don't have to learn human design to figure out how to do it. They already are that way. You've just mm. got to stop doing things that's stopping them from being that way. And then there's, there's a final group. Uh, uh, projectors are about 20% of the population, roughly. And so there's a need for a lot of guidance. And the ones who really need guidance more than anyone are the generators because they've got the energy, but sometimes we misuse it or don't use it effectively. Projectors, their function is to make sure the generators use their energy properly. Mm -hmm. And the function of the manifester is to make sure things get started. Because the gener generators will do the work, but someone's got to kick things off. And then you've got reflectors. They're only about one plus percent of the population. And they basically just, they're open to everything. And their job is to just reflect the energy of the environment around them. So if you're a reflector or you know a reflector, or you've got a reflector in, the, in your business or your family or whatever, they'll give you a really good, they'll give you really good feedback on what's going down in the family, in the business, in the environment, because they reflect it. Mm. You know, what if you've got a reflector in your business and they're happily going around what they're doing and they feel positive and they're on track and they're not confused, you can pretty much say that's what's going down in the business. If you've got a reflector who's constantly confused, doesn't know what to do, da-da-da-da-da, you know, in a mess, and I know someone like that, then you can say the business is all over the place, or at least the environment they're in is all over the place. Mm -hmm. Now, amongst generators, you also have pure generators and manifesting generators. Manifesting generators are generators. They're connected with, they have a unique connection to life force, but they also have an outlet for either that life force or one of those other three drives that I talked about, physical, emotional, or willpower, they have an outlet for that to the throat, which means they can express it and manifest it. And so manifesting generators generate energy, and once they've made a decision that it's right for them to do something, they just plug their energy into whatever's <laughs> going on mm -hmm. and go at it like a manifester. That's, that, they have to make decisions <laughs> like generate. That pretty much sums up my behavioral pattern. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm, I'm a pure generator, which means I don't have the outlet of one of those what they call motors, one of those drives to my throat, which means it doesn't come out of me naturally. I don't have a specific way of 
manifesting whatever I've decided to do, mm. like you do. Now, the difference is when I decide something's right for me, I let the people or the energy or the situation plug into me. See, that's the difference. You plug into the situation or the person or the, mm. the opportunity. So, you jump in there. So, Oh, I see what you're saying. So I, I, I've never heard this distinction, so this is interesting. So me being a manifesting generator, I'm able to generate the energy and then of my own, I guess, initiative, I'm able to plug into uh, whatever the person I need to contact or whatever I need to do to, quote-unquote, allow things to happen. Whereas... Well, in your case, mm-hmm. once you've decided as a generator... Once you've made the decision, you can then act like a manifester in doing it. Okay. In working on it. It's just unlike a manifester, you can work on it for a long, long time. Right. Okay. Manifester will run out of energy after the initial burst. Oh, I've seen this happen. So, like, for the manifester, if they try to be like a generator and they try to work, 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 they're basically going to end up getting burnt out and frustrated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas it'll take a long time for you to overdo it, which is a big, which is a problem for manifesting generators (laughs) because they can keep going, 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 going. Yeah. Even generators need to have a rest, have a break, have some time out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And that, that problem only happens when your mind is making decisions and, you're rah rahing yourself to keep on going when you shouldn't. When you should, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So for, see the difference. Yeah, I do. Here's and, a, here's, mm-hmm, go ahead. Sorry, here's one other distinction, if you don't mind. Please. Manifesting generators are like male anatomy. Uh huh. You plug in to the other person. <laughs> generators are like female anatomy. Ah. You have, I, I'm designed to let people plug into me. Oh, okay. So it's crucial for a pure generator, just like it's crucial for a woman to, you know, be clear that no means no and yes means yes. Right. And be clear about that. You know, because if I let someone plug into me and my strategy and inner authority is going, ah, I mean, at best the timing will be wrong. But at worst, the energy will be wrong as well. And that can mean I'm, I've got someone plugged into me that I, it's going to take a while to get rid of. Yeah, you kind of have to like do energetic hygiene, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's like that. And I've never seen it explained like this anywhere else. This is just something that came to me, again, through my own experience. But it makes so much sense. And, you know, manifesting generators need to develop a male attitude of respect for what they're plugging into. Mm. See what I mean? Because sometimes when they're just driven to do it anyway, it works out to be a bad result for them or a bad situation. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like the difference between making love and bumping against someone like a caveman. Yeah, or, you know, forcing yourself on a date. Mm. which can get you in big trouble right. and can also hurt your date. Or try, sure. Right, or trying to like impose yourself in a business meeting or try to be too outcome-orientated. 
Yeah. I mean, you can be you can be masculine in this example, but you need to know what's appropriate, and I don't mean politically correct behaviour, what is right. real masculine behaviour versus just grunt, grunt, go for it, no matter what, right. unconsciously. Right, right. Wow, so much is coming up for me here now. Because <laughs> I know so many people in human design, so now like these explanations are like I'm having a little bit of aha moments just just at the behavior that I've witnessed. Um just really fascinating stuff. <laughs> See, one of my mottos that a guy called Denny Johnson many, many years ago said to me when I went to see him for a consultation about something completely different. I walked in the room and, and I told him, he asked me what did I do and I told him back then. And he said, ah, the advanced work in anything is the basics done really well. Yes. And it's been my motto ever since. Oh, yes. Jim Rohn has a great or had a great quote about that is that success is a refinement of the obvious. Yeah, beautiful. Oh. Beautiful. Exactly. And that's why in the courses I run, in the consultations I do, in the explanation I give to you, I keep going back to the basics and explaining it clearly in ways that you get those ahas so the experience comes alive for you. You don't just get the information and feed it to your mind mm -hmm. because it's the experience of human design that's the that's the killer app, right. you know, that's where your life is going to change, not just studying it for 20 years. There are people who do that, right? but, but they're the, not This is a real physical, I mean, it's a real practical practice, right? That's what the word practical yeah. means, something you can put into practice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it doesn't demand you follow the party line mm. at all. It demands, well, it doesn't demand anything. It just offers you the opportunity to follow your own direction, your own nature, your own path. So it's not, a, it's in no way, no matter, it's not, it's not a cult. It's not a bunch of like-minded people. In fact, if anything, it's a bunch of various-minded people who, who, with experience and time, learn to get along. Plus, there's no, it's not a path of conquering. It's a path of discovery. Mm -hmm. So there's no rush. I, I often use the example, you know, living your design is like pregnancy. <laughs> you know, you might, your mind might think it's a great idea to get over in a month or two months. You, maybe you could wish that was the case, but the reality is it takes nine months. Mm -hmm. If you haven't got at least six in, it's not going to work. And you wouldn't want it to take one month. In fact, life has been very generous because we've got big heads. You know, we should, human beings should stay in the womb a lot longer than nine months, which is why we're so dependent for the first six, month, or six months or 12 months of our life. You know, ideally, it'd be it'd be longer than nine months. And human design is, is like that. It's as organic and real and practical as pregnancy or growing up. As much as your mind would like to rush it, 
Right. We're there yet. There yet. But the thing is, there is such beauty and joy and fulfillment and, in my case, is generated satisfaction. There's such satisfaction in allowing it to unfold in its own natural time rather than trying to study it all and use... I've had people ask me, can't I use my new HD techniques to speed it up? Well, if anyone... <laughs> I, got, I got more new age techniques than... Well, I don't know than anybody, but I've got a, I've got a ton. And the one thing I've learned is slowing down speeds up the process. Yeah. And when time's right, you can see exactly how and where your new age techniques fit if they're real and practical and they're substantial. They will fit in beautifully. You don't have to force it together. It comes together naturally, like all my spiritual, metaphysical, human potential development stuff. Eight years in and it's now all gelling and it's fitting beautifully without compromising human design, without me having to start my own movement or anything. It's fitting beautifully together. Mm. It's, it's fitting with my business training. It's fitting with my health training. Mm -hmm. it's yes. You know, the way I was taught at school. You know, it's it's in relationships. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, here I am, sixty-seven, and I'm having the best relationship of my life. And it's not because, and I'm not even doing that to brag. I'm just saying the fact is, I went through a lot of growth. You could put it in relationships. You know, married twice, had several different long-term relationships and many short whatever and when I look back on it I sort of laugh and I go I went through a lot of growth mm -hmm. and I learned a lot about relationships I even wrote ebooks on it and websites on it and stuff like that and that information is great and valid and I'll release it again in the future but to actually have one that came together elegantly beautifully without me even looking for it with someone who's so different than me and yet was so compatible and yet different and and to have that happening and it's just like you know overnight success after 50 years of preparation <laughs> right <laughs> but mm. it happens it's happening so elegantly now we have our moments and our challenges like any relationship but the elegance and the smoothness and the beauty of it, it's, you know, it's wonderful. And I'm not saying human design is going to do that for everyone. What it will do for you is what you were designed to experience. But the beautiful thing about that is you'll feel really satisfied or really at peace or really feel successful with that. Because it's not being measured by anybody else's terms. Mm -hmm. It's not proving yourself to anybody else. It's not finally making it. It's making every single day count. It's making the business you run something that's come naturally out of who you really are that brings your gifts to the table, your true gifts. Something that you can put as little or as much time into as you want to. 
you know, and feel completely happy with that, you know, that's me. And it will be utterly unique. And you'll be making decisions. You'll be doing things when you've got the energy to do them. Seriously, here I am, and I've got the energy to experience this relationship. And the timing was so beautiful. Mm, there, that word, that word timing comes back. Oh, timing, man. It is so important. Who knew, you know, when I was 20 and thinking about relationships that it was going to take me till 67 to be really ready for a decent one? <laughs> oh, wow. You know, but that's, that's my life. Mm. You know, that's my life. It's not somebody else's life. And this is what human design really opens up for you. And when, look, I don't know whether the people listening know much about the technical stuff, but hopefully I've given you a glimpse that the technical stuff and the depth of technical stuff and the depth of practical application in human design is phenomenal. But I hope I've given you a taste that it can be explained mm-hmm. that really makes sense and it can be shared and learned in a way that integrates beautifully into your life, not my life, your life. Mm. You know, that's why I've worked, worked a lot as a generator on creating a program that just enables people it's a territory it's not a path it's a territory with many paths you can explore it in your own way in your own timing but it's really in depth but it works on the basics so that at the end you get it it means something to you it has impact in your life it it enables you to live the life you desire it's real And you've got the qualities of, you know, there's a video I just put up on YouTube called, you know, how how, how can human design work in your life? Um, You should check that out because it's just, I talk about really basic stuff like what I said with humility. You've got to recognise you're not going to feel comfortable with it for a while. You've got to recognise it's going to change things. And then there are certain really practical things. But that's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. Mm-hmm. And if you can be comfortable with being uncomfortable for a while, with your mind being a little stressed out and worried about it and trying to figure it all out and making you feel uncomfortable and all that, and then you just you learn it from someone who's really got experience, someone who's right for you. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's the experience that's transmitted. It's the passion. It's the feeling. It's the love for it. It's the knowledge that's transmitted. You feel it. They tune you in as well as explain the information to you. Well, where, you know, um, I don't I don't want to cut you off, but I do want sure. to give people those resources because, um, you know, Everything you're saying resonates so strongly with me and because of your wisdom based on your experience and your your in-depth knowledge, people are going to, people listening to this are definitely going to want to go to more to the technical aspects and understand how they can personally use it. And I think working with somebody like yourself or doing your, um, I know you have an online course that you've been 
working on for quite some time. So I would love for you to share with people how they can get access to that. Sure. Well, the best way to go to that, look, if you're looking for a consultation or you want to check out the courses, I've got two courses now. One is called Human Design for Innovators and Entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. It's a six-month course with plenty of space and time for experience. And it's designed for people on the cutting edge in the real world. That's why it's called Human Design for Innovators and Entrepreneurs. And we're just doing another course now following up on that, which is just awesome. I'm just so loving it. It's called Human Design Consciousness. And it's all about the more in-depth stuff. And it's about the consciousness that human design is bringing in and how to use that consciousness in the real world, in business, in families, in, you know, your health, in where you live, Mm. in how you look at the world, in the way you tune into your unique awareness, those sort of things. Now, information on both of those courses or consultations go to www.masteryourhumandesign.com. Now, that's all lowercase one word, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y-O-U-R, human, H-U-M-A-N, design, D-E-S-I-G-N, masteryourhumandesign.com. And you can book consultations there. You can check out the courses and see if they're right for you. Again, I'm not into working with people who they've got someone else who's better for them to work with. You know, I want the right people to work with me. And and it's important you decide that for yourself. You know, that's really, really a crucial part of your growth and development. Now, the YouTube channel, um, let me see if I can put the link um i've just put it in on your skype there ronnie i don't know whether you can share that with people yep and i will put that in the show notes of this podcast as well okay don't i'm just i'm just putting in the link for the website as well. Ah, the wonders of modern technology. Thank you. Yeah. And there's a there's a link to the website as well. And just click on consultations or courses, whatever whatever suits you. But you know, realize it's a fundamental change in the way you live your life. And I'm going to be very real and very practical with you. Um, and that's not a threat. That's a promise that. You know, when we get together, every consultation I do is totally unique because it's really designed on what's important to you. Same thing with the course. The courses, they're designed to work with who you are, not work according to my agenda. Mm -hmm. So please check that out. That's so important because to live your human design, you have to respect each person is unique. And that's what I want to do with each person I work with is respect their uniqueness. And, you know, it gives me such pleasure to bring out what's unique about them, to see that come out and to 
see them bring what they have to bring to the world, to the table, as fully as they can. And that's what I said in, in your introduction. I don't care whether, you, you know, you, your life's a bit difficult at the moment or whether you've got a brilliant company and a brilliant life. You know, there's always more. It's just the way we're designed as human beings. And if I can help you with that, it'd be absolutely my delight and pleasure to do so. Yeah, this was fantastic. I really appreciate this this call. I learned so much, and I know that everyone listening, obviously, if you're still listening right now, you clearly enjoyed this call as well. And I really just encourage everyone to go to those links and take this seriously because not only has it shifted my perspective on life and, and the mechanics in which I operate my life, but I've seen it just empower so many other people. Um, obviously, Christopher, it's enriched your life and you have a, a long experience in the arts, um, if you will. So, um, I, you know, this really encourages me to actually go deeper into this and, and find out how I can optimize my design mechanics and live a more effective life. So thank you so much. Well, it's been my absolute pleasure. And to get, be in contact with the energy of Hawaii again is a great thrill for me. So thank you for, you know, inviting me into this. And um, it's been an absolute delight. I mean, just the energy that pours through me when I talk to you um, indicates that what you're doing is great work. Mm. And people, you know, you're in contact with... Uh, really focusing on bringing, you know, creating a not just a better world but a new world, you know, where it's safe to love and it's safe to be powerful. Hmm. Absolutely. I really I really appreciate that reflection. Uh, thank you yeah. so much. Um, and for, By the way, yes. Yeah, go on. I was just saying, if you ever want to do anything in the future, feel free to ask. Oh, absolutely. I definitely see this. Well, I definitely we'll we'll talk off uh, air, but I definitely I'm going to set up a consultation with you. I already had that on my mind. So if that's rocket fuel for anyone else listening, awesome. But for myself, I'm definitely going to take advantage of this opportunity. Great. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Um, thank you, everyone listening for being patient enough to go, you know, to go through this with us. And uh Aloha to everyone out there. Mahalo, and it's just been such a delight. Mm, wonderful. And for all of you listening, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show with our special guest, Christopher Power, on the great topic of human design. So glad that we could really dive into this. And so, again, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will tune in on the next episode. Aloha.